Hello and welcome to Greeter Shot First. I'm James. And I'm Marco Sparks. Hi. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Eh, you know, hanging in there. Fantastic. I guess we got some Star Wars stuff to talk about. So we're recording. Mm-hmm. The last time we were recording, you had just moved in. Felt like a hostage setup. No, we recorded one since then. We did the oh, trailer episode. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Now I've got shirtless Adam Driver facing me. Yeah. Feels right. Okay. <laughs> For the pod. Because you have a picture of shirtless Adam Driver autographed. Yes, a friend got that for me for my birthday as a joke. but And it's found a place of prominence on your shelf, mm-hmm. as it should. What else are you going to do with the shirtless signed photo of Adam Driver? Just appreciate it, I think. Mm-hmm. Eat your heart out, Ray Liz. Watch it appreciate in value, too. Mm-hmm. All right, well. I guess the main stuff we have to talk about is the Mandalorian. There hasn't been a whole lot of... There was kind of a big one. Was there a big one? Oh, right. Yeah, the whole <laughs> Benioff and Weiss set. I don't know. That was a fascinating little... Like, uh, I think it was like not long after we recorded the last back one. Back yeah. and forth news thing. It's like new details kept emerging. Well, there was like a... I, can't, I, I think it was a Variety article that came out that sounded like bullshit. Because like they had like just a lot of like weird facts and details wrong in it, and it was like very opinionated. Mm. And then like a Hollywood Reporter one came out that sounded a lot closer to the truth. Mm. But yeah, I guess we can talk about that. Um, Seemingly, I mean, we can talk about it quickly. Seemingly, they this was official back in May. It seemed like it had been trending that way. Yeah, it was like they like the timeline was you know they signed a big deal like last February. Or not signed a big deal, but they signed for, for on for Star Wars last February. And then seemingly there were some disagreements over like the direction they wanted to go with their trilogy. And, well, then, and, and then they signed a big Netflix deal. And it they was were like, shopping deals. Disney was in the mix. Other people were in the mix. Netflix offered more money. But what was funny is that they're apparently very well known for being like one project at a time guys well, that's what they've done so far yeah yeah and so it instantly it had to make people nervous that like you signed for this one thing you're signed for this other thing and you're telling us well like like you can multitask and there's was the like, netflix deal like they have to be on set the netflix deal said they had to be on set for the netflix stuff but there was nothing like that on the the star wars side yeah and so but the timing was especially funny because this is right after the twitter thread about a, a panel they did at some Austin thing. Um, and we only got the Twitter thread. We know there's no video that I've seen. There might be audio out there somewhere. I'm not sure, but you know, I don't, I don't discount things said, but we don't know the tone, but it didn't look good for them. It wasn't a good look. A lot of like we learned on the set. See, none of that stuff to me, the only set that they really came off bad was like the white didn't you hire women or people of color type questions. Like the, the stuff where it's like we learned on the job like i feel like no shit you know like i don't know like i feel like some of the stuff they're talking about and like the the writing process is kind of like if you knew anything about writing that would all sound normal to you um well i mean no shit though like when hbo hired these guys they had not done the biggest tv show yeah. in the world before so you know you had one guy who was a novelist turned screenwriter not just turned screenwriter like First, he adapted his own book, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he wrote Troy, right? And yeah, he wrote Troy and a few other scripts. But yeah, like of course they weren't super experienced when they made the pilot because and a lot of little details they were like showrunners. Oh, we didn't really know about certain characters, so we just kind of threw it to the actors. Or or what was the one about? Uh, all the episodes came in short, so or HBO was like, go back and put some mm-hmm. nudity in there. Well, no, it was like it was like you need to add like you know. 80 minutes of scenes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of that to me, like, I don't know. Like I, I definitely think they deserve lots of criticism for various ways. They've like handled, you know, the, the, all the sexual assault stuff on the show. The fact that like the writer's room is basically just them and their assistants. And like, like the one woman on the writer's staff, they like let go. Like th- there's plenty of to criticize them about. Some of that, like, we didn't know what we were doing the first season stuff. It's like, well, of course they didn't. Like, I don't, like that's how most shows go, you know? Like, th- like, like, there's this idea now that, like, I don't know, because, like, Marvel is so, so successful with their kind of, like, planned out, like, one guy running the show type thing that, like, 
It's like people just assume that everything that gets made in Hollywood is supposed to be planned to the letter by total pros, like right from the very jump. And it's like, that's just not how production works. Not that Marvel's been seamless. No, of course they're not. But of course, it's like, directed like crazy. Well, it's like with Star Wars. It's like, why didn't you plan the whole tri- sequel trilogy out from the beginning? It's like, nobody does that. Right? What do you, I mean, like, unless you're like just adapting something, a completed work, like it's pretty rare that they know exactly where they're going. But they had right some ideas. The yeah. You know. They had ideas. You you put a movie out there and you see how people react to it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't... I'm shrugging at you like it matters. But yeah, it, it's how the shit goes. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, the reaction to that Twitter thread, I, I feel like people are like focusing on the wrong things to drag them for. But I guess. the thing is, that was like on a Sunday... And then, like by Tuesday, it was yeah. like it was like two days later. I yeah, think. Monday or Tuesday, yeah. it was like boom, they've been dropped from Star Wars. People are like, "Oh shit!" And it's like, well, and it was just kind of interesting. This as new details emerged. Well, I think the Variety one, one of them painted the picture of like Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy like didn't want them to like use any of their own ideas. It was like a creative clash. Whereas the other article was like, no, it was really more of just like a scheduling Netflix deal situation where like all of a sudden these guys couldn't totally commit. And so it was just like probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I could totally get where they could have great ideas and she's like, cool, you can work on them. And they're like, well, we have our Netflix show. I mean, one of the articles said that the series was going to be about the first Jedi, which honestly I could give less of a shit about. So I'm kind of glad if that's the case that they're not doing that because I just don't care about, yeah, I mean, what is even the story there? That sounds boring. But presumably, that would mean I would think that their movies were not the one screenwriter that that got hired. Um, I mean, it's supposedly we, you know, nobody knows for sure. But yeah, supposedly they hired that other lady um, to write the Nice of the Old Republic script, which would have been separate from them. Then, yeah. if, if that's all to be believed, so I don't know why they're not bending over backwards to make everything easy for Ryan Johnson to go. I hope, man, I hope lives out. It's just such a fucking victory lap for him. Yeah. I'm kind of, I mean, you would think based on all these speed bumps, Lucasfilm has hit, they are really going to want to be sure before their next big announcement of what's next, just because the last thing you know, like Benny off and Weiss were supposed to be next up mm-hmm. and, and now they're not doing it. And so, like if it's gonna be Ryan Johnson as the next one, or if it's gonna be like the Kevin Feige movie or whatever, like I think they like really want to be sure before they announce something at this point. Probably they're gonna wait until after the Rise of Skywalker comes out. Oh, and now and we'll get into it, but it's November sixteenth. Now that we have Disney Plus, we have two episodes of Mandalorian. I hope Disney focuses on this movie they have coming out in like six weeks. Yeah, they'd be nice. They've kind of kneecapped their own marketing push for the Rise of Skywalker with the Disney Plus stuff. Like, if I was JJ, I'd probably be a little bit annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Like and they were like ramping up with the release of the trailer, and then they're just like ramp back down because now it's time to switch over to the Mandalorian for three weeks, especially for a product that's like mediocre. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Benioff and Weiss? I can't say I'm the came they especially went. yeah saddened. I don't know. I. I mean, they're not. They're, I think I think I would have been interested in them doing Knights of the Old Republic because I think they've shown that they're pretty good at adapting material and like finding the uh, kind of the the kernels that they you know that can be pulled from it. I don't dislike them as writers totally. Obviously, like you said, there's a lot of hiccups and some things that are sensitive. Um, they're not bad at handling the larger aspects of the story. They're not bad when it's good to like, get into like some core characters, scenes, and moments. Um, but they're also they're not Josh Trank, they're not Colin Trevorrow, they're not even well, they're also Michael not, Arndt. They're not really directors. I mean, Benioff no. directed one episode, but they directed the finale, right? Yeah, he he directed. I think. Well, I can't remember. I think they both directed. Was it? But them both? Okay. I think so. Maybe Benioff directed one other one then, because mm-hmm. I feel like he had like a little more experience. But yeah. It, it would have been weird, like because they would have been like in just like the super producer role. Yeah. Um, which I don't know could be interesting, but if it's a story about the first Jedi, I'm especially not interested in that. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's I feel bad for Kathleen Kennedy because she's gonna catch all the shit from this, basically. Where it's just like, 
you know, that, I mean, I don't know, is that like four or five different directors she's fired now? And it's like, it's always for a different reason, seemingly. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like it's the same thing each time. Mm-hmm. They just had like a weird run of bad luck. And I don't know. It's like, are they announcing too soon on these or something? Because it seems like, like with the Trevorrow, is like they just had to jump on that guy because Jurassic World is such a huge hit. It was like, well, you better sign that guy now, you know? Man, fuck that. And guy. so they went out and like grabbed them as soon as they can. And then it was like, oh, it turns out we don't even like working with this guy. Yeah. Um, but like each one's different, you know, like Trank, he like lost his mind on the Fantastic, the Fantastic Four set, you know, like Benioff and Weiss, some sort of combination to create a difference in, in scheduling. Well, and, like, and didn't play it well. Like whereas uh, Godzilla Boy played it well when they brought in Tony Gilroy, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like Lord and Miller, like were, weren't shooting the script and improvising. It's not like it's the same problem every time, but just it's just a, a, a did, real run of bad bad. How did by the star of the movie? Yeah. When the star of the movie has to go to the network or essentially and be like, I don't know if you know what's happening here. <laughs> These dailies are going to piss you off. Uh, I just hope this isn't something where they like, I could see them like, I don't know, just like soft pedaling the rise of Skywalker and it just kind of like going out with a whimper because like their marketing is so confused right now. I suspect and then though, they just like, I don't know, do this like massive house cleaning, which I, I suspect that they got a little screwed though with Disney plus because all of those Marvel announcements are free to be like 2020 at the earliest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Disney plus is like, okay, Marvel, we totally understand. Pat you on the head. All right, Star Wars it's up to you. We need something November, 2019 launch. You better fucking have something for us. Even she's though like, we've got a fuck. movie launching a month later. Yeah, 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 a big, pretty, pretty big deal movie uh-huh. too. And she's like, "Well, fuck, let's bring in Favreau." <laughs> I mean, I I'd like to think that with Benioff and Weiss out of the picture, it makes Ryan Johnson's trilogy more likely. I'd like to. I don't know why they're not. Because otherwise, him. seemingly there's nothing else on the table except this vague Kevin Feige produced Star Wars movie, which sounds like a long way off. Like the last. I hope Less so. I've read about it, like that dude's busy. You know, I hope so, and I hope I hope Kathleen Kennedy's able to. I don't. know. To me, it feels like they're setting her up to fail, and like bring Feige in eventually. Is the nightmare scenario I could see. I'll put it that way. Um, so I hope that she can reassert herself with some some hits, some wins, because um, I think she's the right person to be at Star Wars personally. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, and. I don't know. We'll get into it later, but like the, some of the conversation about the about the Mandalorian is very much like they want to heap all the praise on certain people in the production and just ignore the fact that Kathleen Kennedy is still running Lucasfilm. It's like it doesn't count somehow on in her, on her win column. Oh, shocker! Sexism plays a huge yeah. part in all this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's it for Benny off and why so long. I hardly knew you. Oh well. Now their watch is ended. Make Netflix shows or something. I don't know. Just don't don't go to Netflix and make the Confederate, please. <laughs> go make a slam. Dunk. I mean, I, I would assume that HBO, like, I don't know, owns the rights to that pitch or something. But think? I don't think that's ever seen. I'm just day. curious how much of that money because it's like a quarter of a billion. Oh yeah, it's it's shit tons of how uh, much Netflix of that money. is like paycheck? How much of that is like total like set up a production office? How much of that is like this is the this well, is the like, whole budget you have? It's like when uh, like NFL. It's like when NFL players sign contracts. There's a big number, but it's huh. like okay, but how much is guaranteed? Yeah, you know, like yeah. what what of that is like you only reach that if uh, you hitch all your right, incentives, right, you know? yeah, yeah, bonuses and stuff. Well, I mean, that that's kind of the funny thing. People are like, like this is bullshit. There's no way they would like leave Star Wars to go to Netflix, and it's like, did you see all the money they're getting paid? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were shopping themselves around mm-hmm. looking for the best money, as you would do. Um, watched the first few episodes of the second season of End of the Fucking World, Naomi Aki. Um, very curious about her as Jenna now. Jenna? Yeah. Or Jana? Jana, yeah. yeah. Very curious. She's, she's. I think she's playing something very different in the show, but mm-hmm. still. All right, well... Uh... I think we just had the Mandalorian talk about it. I mean, that video game came out. I think it's out now. I have so many other things to do with my time than uh, than play that video game. So I don't know if I'll ever play it, but it looks okay. But you didn't play like the Battlefront game. 
No, I didn't play Battlefront. This one's more the type of game I would play, I guess. It's kind of like Uncharted, basically, but mm. with like Star Wars stuff. But like, I still like, I bought Borderlands 3 two months ago. I've barely played it. Like, I'm so behind on like so many things, you know? Like, mm. I just, I don't know. I would need to take a month off work to catch up on all the other types of media I need to consume. Let alone play of Space Archie. Or fallen Padawan Archie. Yeah, it's the, the the gingered Padawan is really holding me back from that game too. I gotta admit, Archie versus the Inquisitors. I, just, I don't want to play that that guy. <laughs> you would think that they would do. I mean, even the what was that one game you played with the spaceship, where you could like personalize the look of your captain. Um, and you would always the spaceship Shepard was the name. Oh, uh, Mass Effect. You would think that they they would have something like that. Yeah, I was dated my yeoman. Mm-hmm. Dated your video game character. Cool, cool. Um, you think they have something like that where you could like personalize the look of your your main character in a Star Wars thing? That'd be fun, especially if you could like make them human, yeah, like um, or make them alien, just like an RPG type. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like like Skyrim, but with Star Wars or something. Like, yeah. what if I wanted to play as a Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we'll be spoiling the first two episodes of the Mandalorian. So, which Sorry. if you listen to this dumb podcast, you fucking watch them. <laughs> you would think so. It's, or you've seen the pictures it's of funny, the Baby like, Yoda. I don't know. Like people are still trying not to talk about Baby Yoda on Twitter. But it's like, how the hell else are you supposed to talk about the show? Like, oh, there's so many pictures. Like, I'm sorry, rest of the world who doesn't get Disney Plus yet. But, like, it sucks to be you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Pirate it. Oh, I'm going to say you're also <laughs> missing out on a ton. Well, Mandalorian. Let's dive into it. Uh, so the first episode, I have to say my my gut reaction, I was pretty... Nonplussed. I was pretty underwhelmed. And I think it's not the writing. It was 100% the, the direction and the world building visually. The pace felt very off to me. It didn't feel, you know, because like uh, the thing that they're primarily emulating, like your Westerns, your spaghetti Westerns or what have you, like the pace and the tone is so intentional in those. And this to me felt like, I don't know, like not edited wonderfully. It felt like like you could go watch like Once Upon a Time in the West and observe how long some of those like shots are and how long the buildup is. Mm-hmm. And like you could imagine somebody who's not like really a filmmaker watching that and thinking, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'll just have a lot of long shots too. And like, it'll be the same. But like because they're not really like understanding the filmmaking side of things, it just doesn't really play the same. It just, it's boring. Also, I think if you brought in Sergio Leone, yeah. let's say that he was alive now and you're like, Sergio, we're the homage. We want you to like direct an episode of the Mandalorian. And he's going to be like a character with no eyes. Fuck you. Yeah, seriously. I don't think you understand how these, these <laughs> this genre works. <laughs> I mean, but also the thing too, the Western genre is essentially about the passing of the West you know what I mean? Like it's the tone is all about like how transitory this this thing we inhabit is. And I don't know that you fully get that from the Mandalorian. It just seems fucking bleak. But can I before I get into my take on the show, can I just get like a minor rant on this whole like, oh, it's like Star Wars, but as a Western, like have none of you people seen Star Wars? Yeah. Like Star Wars has always been a Western. Like this isn't like a new thing that they're doing. They're the Western just, samurai movie. Yeah. yeah like the like like I, I was listening to podcasts and they were like, oh, it's like they they're combining like spaghetti western and samurai and it's like yeah that's star wars like mm-hmm. what did you never see a new hope like why are you acting like this is a new so, development or something i mean because it's fascinating so like the intersection i think has always been you've got your samurai movies mm-hmm. that are inspired and were inspiring westerns and a lot of the plots of those came from like dashiell hammett novels so somewhere the three of those combined well, and then like with spaceships spaceships yeah and john williams you have star wars so this isn't like a new thing. So she says, okay, we had Firefly. <laughs> like it's being treated as such a novelty. Oh, it's like, a, it's like Star Wars done as a Western. It's like, did you miss all the, like the like incredibly beat you over the head blatant right. searchers references and yeah. a new hope? Like, yeah, this is not a new development. Um, I, uh, but I, I mean, the people were bending over backwards to like fall in love with uh, the Mandalorian. Din Djarin. Oh, is that what we're calling him? Din Djarin. That's his name. Din sure. Djarin. Like the people were falling over backwards of like fall in love with him. God bless you. Cause I don't know who this fucking, this fucking cipher is. I mean, I thought the first episode was just aggressively mediocre. And then I finally I, directed it. Yeah. I thought the next episode was a big improvement. I think 
ultimately it's like a really dumb show, but like I felt like the second episode like knew it was a dumb show and is like, let's just have some fun. Um, whereas like the first episode, it, it just felt like I was watching like a 38 minute, like cinematic blowjob of the Mandalorian. It was like the, whoever is making this show is so in love with this character and they just like, all they can do is like gush over how badass he is. Oh, look, everything he does is treated so reverently and seriously. And like, it was just like, ugh, it was like totally overdone. I was just like, Jesus Christ. It was like, a, it was a, maybe as good as the script that you would turn in for a video game. Honestly, I don't know the why show this is a video. Game. I don't know why this wasn't called a he's video a, game by the Mandalorian. He's a video game avatar. He yeah. does missions to earn, you know, credits to like upgrade his armor. They should do like, the fucking Netflix Black Mirror Bandersnatch thing where it's like, here's an episode where you yeah. turn on Disney Plus and you get to decide what the fucker does. You said something the other day as we were talking about this show. Do you remember what you said? I sure don't. You said, it's kind of crazy that Filoni gets to learn his job on the job with this. He gets to learn on the job. Yeah. And I wrote that down because I was just thinking about Benioff and Weiss. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of learning on the job. But I thought the just the direction was so blah in that first episode. Second episode's better. But you know what? If you don't ever see it, your life is not missing something the way it I would feel be like seeing anything else in Star the Wars. The first episode was just incredibly in love with its main character. Whereas the second episode was like, I'm going to try to inject some personality here by like, like messing with the main character. Like yeah. we're going to like, you know, drag him through the mud a little bit and like make him screw up and like give him some personality or at least try to. I mean, a lot of that's just like the Kuleshov effect. Basically, it's like, yeah, cut to baby Yoda. We have emotion for that character, then cut back to the Mandalorian, and we're just projecting what we want to on right, the Mandalorian. Right, now. right, exactly, exactly. And Baby Yoda gets a fucking lot of how cute he is, and how much we already know and suspect because he's a Baby Yoda. Like, look, ooh, I think he's using the Force. And then half the time, you don't really know, but yeah, of course he is. Baby Yoda's doing a lot of heavy lifting because if that was Literally. just, if that was just like I don't know, some guy as mm-hmm. the bounty, nowhere near as interesting, or or just like a, like a human or human baby or yeah a human yeah. baby that just cries a lot or something yeah they're just like wildly less interesting and yet it's like i never got the sense in the second episode the whole like they want you to think that this is a rough and tumble like guy of like low moral character mm-hmm. i never got that vibe 100 from this, this i mean character. i guess he is like disintegrating jaw was left and right but that's but fuck them it's treated sort of fuck them <laughs> i don't know like neither they, here nor there they deserved it they may have. I mean, I guess it kind of seems like Yoda might have like disapproved. The baby Yoda might have disapproved of him, like vaporizing Jawas, but not that much. Not that much. Yeah. I mean, the the most fun I had watching that episode was when baby Yoda eats a frog. Whole. Mm-hmm. Oh. They somehow restrained themselves from having the baby Yoda burp afterwards. Yeah. I'm sure that took a lot of restraint. Yeah. Um, also, the guy is not remotely invested enough in the fact that at one point, baby Yoda like gets out of his crib and like walks all the way over to him. Also that baby gets fucking on top of him before he realizes, Oh shit, this thing crawled out of his crib. Also, he's terrible at his job. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy of some tool. He's, I feel like he's as good as I would be given the fucking outfit. Even when he's like in the first episode and he's like in that bar fight or whatever, he didn't seem like he was amazing. He's not, he's not exactly John wick, you know? No, which is fine. He doesn't necessarily need to be good at his job, but I think the first episode would have you believe that this is the best ever or something. You know, no, I feel like there was a real Greedo moment in the first episode, and that's when Carl Weathers was like, I could pay you half. And he's like, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I tweeted <laughs> out, it's like, you. this dude's a pushover. Like, <laughs> fuck you. You're also giving me jello currency? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, I can only pay half. And he's just like, deal. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's it. You're not even gonna be like fucking respect yourself, Mandalorian. Three fourths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, though I laughed so hard in that first episode when it's like blacksmithing flashback montage. <laughs> I was like, this is so dumb. Quench too soon, man. For a show that's basically gonna probably settle around just over thirty minutes for each episode. I like, almost fired out an angry tweet about like that's how, not how you like cast metal, and then I was just like, what are you doing, James? But talk about a fucking video game. So we're going to watch a whole season where he assembles his armor. God damn it. God fucking damn it. Does he have a uh, jetpack? 
He does not yet, at least. No, no. Otherwise, he could have jetpacked up to the top of the uh, there, sand crawler there. I didn't watch the cartoon episodes. I haven't read the old extended universe stuff. The fucking society of Mandalorian seems it's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's aggressively it's stupid. Ridiculous. Like I like I remember like Karen Travis is one of the E writers who like the Mandalorians were like her thing, and so mm-hmm. like they do these uh big overarching you know like it's like the nine book saga on like how Jason Solo like falls to the dark side or whatever, and it's like she does every. Like you know, like third book or whatever, mm. and so it's like normal book, and then you get to her book, and it's like oh the fucking Mandalorians are all over this book for no reason, you know. Uh, and so it's like when Jaina is like she's the sword of the Jedi, she has to train to kill go kill her brother. It's like she has to go train with fucking Boba Fett and the Mandalorians to like why? yeah they're like teaching her like berserker mode basically to like how to kill uh, Jason Solo. It's like the Mandalorians have to train her to do that. The smartest thing Boba Fett does in the two movies. The original two mm-hmm. of the of the three is he's smart enough to know that Han Solo is like hiding yeah in the he, trash yeah like that's the smartest thing he does I mean he doesn't come off great in Return of the Jedi I've never gotten the love of Boba Fett in general it's just the outfit that's all it is which I obviously they're they're capitalizing on that in the Mandalorian because they're like guess what nobody gives a shit who is in the armor really yeah yeah because yeah. I don't know who this character is you, you're not gonna you're not bending over backwards to tell me this character is but I mean. It's definitely a striking look. At the same time, I'm never going to be afraid of a guy with yellow knee pads. That's never going to strike guy, fear. Mandalorian doesn't have yellow knee pads, does no, he? No, no, but Boba Fett, Fett. Yeah. yeah. Besides, Boba Fett was always like a petite little guy in the original trilogy. That always cracked me up. Yeah, he wasn't huge. Yeah. He wasn't exactly Tamura Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometime during the I'm second... I'm just a simple man doing a job. I'm just a simple man finding my way through the universe. Sometime during the second episode, I was like, I feel like it clicked for me, and I was like, "Oh, this is just Star Tours. This is like Star Tours, a TV show. It's like we're not really trailblazing new ground as much right. as like taking all the Star Wars stuff that exists and just putting it in a sandbox to play with. It's like we're gonna just pull in some Jawas, yeah, and we're gonna you know pull in some oh, stormtroopers. We want and- all the trappings of Tatooine without it being Tatooine. The fucking Nick Nolte character who doesn't make any sense." He's except, a he's he, an NPC in a video game. Except that he like, has an affectation. He's like spoken. He, like he's, he's a fucking moisture farmer. What is he? What? What? No, he's he's there to help your character until you're ready to exit the training levels. Right, know? right. But I mean, he's a fucking moisture farmer. Yeah. We want all the trappings of Tatooine. But someone was like, "You can't do Tatooine." I just don't get to the the IG murder bot. Like, what does he need the money for? I mean, I don't, theoretically, IG-88 or IG-11, whatever, it's it's interesting. His character was fine, although I, I the way that sequence is shot is, I don't know, like, there's some weird cuts and edits. Like, it wasn't the most coherently shot action nope. sequence. Nope. Um, but, I mean, in general, the, the, the first episode especially, a little bit of the second episode, it gave me the kind of old school Aeon Flux vibe, like, where it's very slowly paced, like, oddly paced, and... What it should be more about to me is the process of everything. Like, I, I honestly, I would have, this is so stupid. I, I'm going to whip myself later for saying it. I would have appreciated more than just a montage of Nick Nolte and the Mandalorian fixing the ship. Like, I would have loved to see them like piece by piece. Like, why does this fucking matter? Also, I'm shocked that that ship was like sh- space ready because <laughs> they're not ship it's engineers. Like three hours later. Yep. <laughs> Once he gets up in the atmosphere, he burns up and dies. Yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, like I said, it, it clicked in the second episode where I was just like, oh, I'm just watching Star Tours TV show. Like, that's all I really need to expect from this show. And if it's if the show can is like willing to have fun, mm-hmm. then I'm in. If it's like treating itself so reverently that like there is just like super serious, like the first episode was, I'm like looking at my watch the whole time. And if you enjoy this show, good for you. I mean, this is this is good natured ribbing. This wasn't like rogue one bad to me per se though parts of rogue one are okay but the the people who are really going to take to this show i think are the people who don't like last jedi for certain reasons or i I guess what annoys me is that the show has immediately become this kind of lightning rod like to be championed by the you know disney sucks crowd basically it's like the sequel trilogy sucks crowd 
where it's like this is the real Star Wars like this is what they should have done to begin with yeah and it's like okay it's basically just a cartoon but sure it's basically a cartoon yeah. or a video game or one of those two it's not this didn't need to be live action um I'm fine if it being live action whatever I need more Werner Herzog Again, it cracked me you up. You kind of get the feeling that like they've got like these big names, but we're not going to get a ton of those guys. No, no. I mean, maybe we'll, I guess maybe Giancarlo Esposito will come back. I'm going to bet or come in a little. Three episodes of Carl Weathers. Yeah, if that grief cargo or whatever his name is. Yeah, grief cargo. Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess three episodes of Gina Carano. Probably have one more episode with Warner Herzog. Who knows if me not when? I think she's supposed to be in this season. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Or definitely season two, or who the fuck knows? Uh, but I, I just I love that Werner Herzog. As I'm watching his scene, and he's Werner Herzog, okay, in a Star Wars universe, I can't imagine how confused he was filming this sequence. But it's like he's the kind of guy who needs you to know where he's from, so he has his little fucking empire medallion. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession, uh, and it's like the currency he's paying him in is just armor. Beskar, yeah, that's all from the books. Um, you know, what, you know what? Beskar doesn't feed me. <laughs> it's like it's so it's steel. It's so good it can like turn a lightsaber. You know, a glancing blow or something. Yeah, can't fuck my armor. Oh god, can you imagine the Mandalorian's breath? How does he eat? I'm pretty sure that it wasn't until this show that the, like suddenly the Mandalorians can't take their helmets off or something. I don't think that was in the other stuff because <sighs> it's dumb. Um, does he just have like gross hair and, like, I know they're face sores they're really going for a judge dread thing where it's like oh he's never going to take his helmet off but like I think it were to really help the show out if we could see the Mandalorian's face I am sure that if nothing else Carl Urban and Sylvester Stallone were glad to do mouth acting yeah really uh, yeah it's like he cast Pedro Pascal come on what a what a waste of an actor I mean there's little bits when he turns like, and you is he see... really there no I 100% you think, you think it's a stuntman? I think it's a stuntman. Yeah. yeah, 100%. There's little bits where he turns and you can like see some light shining through like the visor part of it or whatever. I mean, just show me one shot where I can see that there are human eyeballs behind there. I mean, even something like with Iron Man, they'd have like those like inside the helmet shots yeah. with Tony, you know, so you which can, is a great compromise yeah. to the fucking like Topher Grace constantly Con- Venom's, constantly taking the helmet off. Which yeah. did they do that in Venom with Tom Hardy? I, yeah, I think they do that a lot. Okay. Yeah. That movie's trash. Um, yeah, I mean, they're already a quarter of the way through the season. The episodes are fairly short, which I'm not mad about. I know some people are online are like really mad that these aren't like 50 minute episodes. They're like 30 minute episodes. Considering but, what this is, I'm fine if it being under 40 minutes. I mean, uh, the first episode, you probably could have cut four minutes of just like long shots that are trying to build mood that are failing to build mood you know oh yeah just tightening just yeah. tightening yeah it was kind of like when you went to go see eyes wide shut and you were like oh i bet kubrick meant to do one more pass mm-hmm. you know just tightening this up <sighs> but yeah i don't think it's a huge uh coincidence that the first episode directed by dave filoni who's never done live action directing before didn't have that same kind of panache that the second episode did so the second episode, the guy who directed that was supposed to do the Flash movie for like five minutes. Yeah, it's Rick Famiglia. Yeah. I think is his name. Um, a, he, a real director. Yeah, he's a real director. Um, and you can just tell the confidence and I don't know, like the like those shots where like the Mandalorian's going into that hole and it's kind of like looking back at the little baby Yoda floating. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, wow, I'm in like I'm in competent hands here. I feel much better. Yeah. 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 But uh they are really letting Floney learn on the job. I he gets one I know everyone. Too. I know everyone wants that dude, or not everyone, but like you know, a lot of Star Wars fans want that dude to like run all the Star Wars, basically have Kathleen Kennedy's job and direct all the movies or something. No thanks, personally. Yeah, I just, eh. I, I'm not not here for his style at all. No. So Rick Famuyiwa is going to do two episodes. Loney's doing two episodes. Deborah Chow's doing two episodes. And then Favreau's doing none of them. I know he's coming in next season. He was like too busy during the season. He's written all but two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because episode five is written and directed by Filoni. The episode six got a story by Christopher Yost, teleplied by Christopher Yost and Rick Famuyiwa, 
Interesting. See, I'm, I'm already like way more interested in that than episode five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got you got Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Taiki Watiti. I just I don't know. There's this like this part of the fan base that's in love with Dave Filoni and everything he does, and it's like it's because he learned at the feet of George Lucas. He was like Lucas's like selected you know protege or whatever and it's like oh everything he does is so full of fan services that like of course the fans love him but like it seems like his like number one quality that the fans appreciate is that he really likes star wars which like i feel like you need more than that to like get the keys to the franchise you know i feel like i'm gonna take a lot of hate i think jenny tarkovsky was a better fit for star wars than dave filoni i don't think what I mean, at a certain level, like everyone kind of loves Star Wars. I feel like being really into Star Wars is not necessarily a requirement to make well, a good Star Wars movie. In the last few years, when we've learned that what you think Star Wars is is not always what I think Star Wars is, a la your Rogue One people, the people who are like, "This is what the Star Wars always should have been." It's like then you never understood these movies. And whatever well, like if they could get like. <laughs> If they could get Lynn Ramsey to do a Star Wars movie and it's like, oh, but she's not a huge Star Wars fan, that's fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I especially just, you know, you talk about the direction of the whole franchise going forward. The idea of putting someone in charge who's just like, like a super fan, like, I don't think that's good for the franchise, really. I feel like that be, everything becomes very self referential and insular. You know, and like, you're not ever going to blaze new ground because, well, you need to, you're just, playing the hits and and you know you need a super certain kind of super fan a la ryan johnson but he's a he's a super fan but not like but he's willing to challenge it yeah he's willing to stretch it he's he's getting that there's a future that you're still building here also what did i say the other day i think bryce dallas howard has like learned through osmosis better <laughs> directing than dave filoni i just I, that episode was so mediocre and bland and i thought it's like it was like monday night they dropped this slightly early you know from this tuesday launch and I was like, holy shit, is this what we've been waiting for? This is the ten pole? This is not great. I mean, nothing against Don't get Filoni. me wrong, I'm relieved it's not like a Hawkeye TV yeah. show. But Nothing against Filoni personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He should probably ditch the hat. But like, he has become the lightning rod of like, you need to be like a, like a male mid- middle-aged Star Wars super fan in order to, you know, do anything in this franchise. You know, and it's like, Oh, he made you. We've got a show with like a, a male lead who's like basically has no personality and is an avatar that people can project their own egos onto. Of course, they love it, you know. Yeah, like I've seen like so many posts on Reddit are like the Mandalorian's already way better character than Ray, and it's just like he doesn't have a character, but sure, go off. Also, how fucking dare somebody to say that? I would behead someone if they said it in my presence. <laughs> How, how it's out there you. they're already just like why isn't all star wars like the mandalorian how fucking dare you people which like i feel like it's putting unfair pressure on the show itself because now it's like now it's really just like this proxy fight between the sequel trilogy and the mandalorian for like what star wars should be you know <sighs> well the sad thing is what, what gets me is that rise of skywalker will come then it will go, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get like a season two of The Mandalorian, and we're still going to be Cassian Andor, <laughs> yeah, Cassian. We're still going to be waging like how media, how much can we drag this down to earth, rather than letting Star Wars be fucking amazing up in the stars or what have you. I don't want to talk about The Mandalorian anymore. Uh, I hated it. I hate it. I mean, I, I'm starting to hate it more retroactively i don't hate the show I, I really hate a lot of the conversation around it this reminds me of of how we used to introduce this podcast yeah the star wars podcast i hate star wars fans <laughs> like i i just need to stay away from the mandalorian subreddit it's nothing but like memes and like shitting on everything that's not dave filoni material you know that's that's a fucking shame but baby yoda let's talk about baby, baby yoda is goddamn adorable it's almost cheating really yeah yeah, I know because I know you were saying like Lone Wolf and Cub, Lone Wolf and Cub, and I was like waiting for it, waiting mm. for this to be the thing. I was like fifty years old, okay, whatever. And then I was like, oh, fuck, like how cute that thing is, especially mm. episode two. It's super goddamn cute. Oh yeah, he just needs to make like a little <laughs> you know noise or something, like something cute, something like you squeeze him, and he's plushy. He needs to be. 
I don't know, more audibly adorable. I think it works so far. Yeah. Um, oh man, like imagine having just that as a little little doll toy thing. And those have got to be out for the holidays, right? You'd think you think like merchandise. Think, you would think your plush baby Yoda. It's would, a license to print money. Yeah. I mean, Twitter has gone nuts about it. Yeah. That's also the weird thing with the way the show's being released. Like it drops basically at like nine Pacific. Uh-huh. But like it's uh, like nobody seemingly like half the internet doesn't pay attention to it for like 24 hours later. Right. And so it's it like, am I spoiling Thursday. anything by talking about it? You know? Yeah. I was shocked because I follow a couple of interesting Star Wars people on Twitter yeah. who give me access to other Star Wars people that I don't have to follow. And I was shocked that like Monday night, the only people watching the show are you and me. But I was like, what the fuck? I mean, wh- we're not supposed to be at the forefront of this. And then people were talking about like on Thursday. Well, it's like you don't want to spoil it for anyone, but you yeah. want to tweet about it. Yeah. It's- yeah. I tried to be diplomatic and how ridiculous and mediocre it was. <laughs> um, I mean, I baby Yoda, I feel like is uh, it's a kind of a, brilliant little micro idea the thing i'm least interested in is like where he fits in yeah because it like it won't either either they're gonna just have to fucking kill the character off or it's not really gonna make sense right it's gonna have to be like and then he went off to the outer rim never to be seen again yeah yeah because it otherwise it's like how come nobody mentioned that there was like a a yoda species like jedi at luke's academy or you know like where's Where's Baby Yoda this whole time, basically? This is five years after Jakku. After Jedi, so four years after Jakku. I thought it was seven years total after Jedi. I don't think so. I think it's five after Jedi. It's like nine after Balyavin. Okay, okay. Um, Ray hasn't been born yet. Right. Kylo's, what, like four? If that, yeah. Um, I know the uh, like the other dude who's with Werner Herzog has like... So he's like a the scientist guy. Mm-hmm. He he has there's something about like the patch he has on his sleeve that's like linked to like the Kaminoans. So if people think like maybe Baby Yoda is like a clone or something. I can see that. So Doctor Pershing. Yeah, Doctor Pershing. I mean, obviously, what we're saying is we're saying Baby Yoda or Yoda Baby. We don't know. Probably this is Yoda. not actually Yoda or related to Yoda. Uh, it maybe could, it is. Could but. be a Yoda clone. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to come and be like. This is Yaddle's long lost child. But like, if he was a clone, it's doesn't he could he even have be Yaddle's could even be Yaddle's child. This would be Yoda like fucks. this would be like twenty five years after Yaddle presumably it, died. If it's fifty years, it's basically like when uh, Anakin was born. I think that's how the timeline works. Is he twenty five at Revenge of the Sith? He was like. Uh, maybe even closer to no, he'd 22. Be like, he'd be like 21. Because he's 19. He's like 21 or 22, I he's think. He's 9? 9, 19, then, then, 21, 22. Yeah. Okay. Um, whatever, man. What I don't even know if this is going to, like, answers is something to legitimately expect from this character. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it'd be kind of bold if they never explained it. You know, and if it's always just this pure thing of, like, this is a child. With a special ability. Oh, when, here's the the fallen man who he has to protect. It. When Baby Yoda was first introduced in episode one, I was just kind of like jerk off motion because mm-hmm. it's like, well, where can this really go? I know you want me to be super excited that this is like a big, crazy reveal. But it's like, well, what am I supposed to get excited about? Either this isn't going to connect to the sequel trilogy in any way. Or you're just going to like write him out of it. So it's like it doesn't matter whether it connected or not, you know? Yeah. I just can't imagine there's a like he's a good character, but I don't think it's really ever going to like make sense. It's either going to be a retcon or it's not going to make sense or have anything to do with the larger, you know, saga. I don't even know there's a version of the show where we should pre- pretend that like, oh, yeah, he's just going to go drop him off at the bounty. Like we all know he's going to like not do that. Oh, no, right? there's, he's going to drop him off and then have second thoughts and go back and get in a fight. And- either way, though. If he's just like drop him off and it's like, then he gets a new thing yeah. and that's it. I mean, it's like, we don't have a show. Then. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it reminds me of like in the Star Wars Rebels episodes where it's just like, oh, look, there's Princess Leia and she's like hanging out with Kanan and Ezra and they're like running around with lightsabers, like chopping up AT-ATs while she watches. And it's like, I guess she just never mentioned this to Luke later. 
Like, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, the, technically there's nothing in the movie that says it didn't happen. And it's like, okay, fine. This is definitely a retcon, you know? Well, uh, as was hashed me in that podcast we listened to, we did like the extended universe history of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And there's like a long history of Han Solo and Boba Fett. And so when Empire comes in and it's not like, oh, there's a bounty hunter. It's more like, oh, there's that fucking asshole who's been like following me for three years. <laughs> Honestly, Boba Fett, why are you so obsessed with me? I and mean, does Baby Yoda go to the Jedi Academy and then just get slaughtered by Kylo Ren? I'm just picturing too, like Kylo Ren's just like, what's up? I'm like 19. And Baby Yoda's just like, I'm 60. Seemingly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at that pace, it'd be like another 50 years before Baby Yoda's even like a teenager or something, you know? Well, that's going to be some rough years. Yeah. Baby Yoda pure, uh, puberty. Oof. I mean, it seems like all, all they can do is either like kill the character off by the end of the show or just like send him out into the unknown regions. Never to, you know, and it's like, like wherever Ezra went to because they were afraid to kill that character off. Yeah. I mean, are we going to get like a lot of first order stuff in this? Seemingly, it would just be like the very, very, very genesis of it, if that even, mm. you know. I did think there was kind of like an angle that seemed like they could um, explore because the when he's meeting with like Grief Karga there, talking about how like oh they're like the market's flooded with like these like you know amateurs or whatever like the uh they're not getting as much work as they used to kind of made me wonder um is there like a recession or like you know like what is the galactic economic situation right Hold on, i want to get into that but let's let's rewind one second though what the fuck is the benefit of being in the bounty hunters union what the fuck do you get out of that? What you get at is that you get a guaranteed rate and then you come back having get done the job price. and you get half. Yeah. The other thing is how goddamn convenient is it that every bounty he picks up has a tracker on it? I'd like to know about there, there's a whole lot of like chain codes and fobs and pucks. Um, yeah. How is it that there's a, a tracking device on all their bounties? Like what do you need the bounty hunter for at that point? I don't have a problem with like a slow meditation of the process and it's just the way they deal with all this stuff. But the show, I feel like it wanted to be like, oh, here's a couple of details to let you know this is a real world. We're not going to do anything with them. We're not going to do fucking anything with them. <sighs> like, how does the tracker know where the baby Yoda is? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. But okay, so Star Wars is a universe seemingly without like a media. I mean, it's like, I feel feel like there have been some canon references to it but not much yeah and then so part of palpatine's rise is that he courts the corporations more right yeah it's like your basic you know fascist and uh, then meanwhile handshake with the industry we see 30 years into the future with canto bite there's still like rich business concerns sure who are seemingly in the pocket of like first order or willing to be in bed I feel like there should be more evil business people instead of just a bunch of people who are like face down on the shit. I don't know if this is planned or not, but I think that they're, they have the opportunity to go this way if they want, if they ever want to explore this part of the canon is that like it is established in uh, like those aftermath books and whatnot that like after the battle of Jakku, like new, you know, the rebellion wins, new Republic is formed and like they immediately demilitarize like 90% of their, uh, their fleet and their army and whatnot. So they're just dumping. And so like, would that lead to a massive recession? You know, because like, you know, we won world war two and then it was like, well, cool. We still have the military industrial complex in the cold war to like, keep this chugging along for right. another 30 years. Like what, like if they actually followed through on that plan, if they like won the battle of Jakku and then just like immediately cut production by 90%, basically, mm-hmm. does that not cause like a massive economic collapse? And, well, also, and if so, does that kneecap the New Republic right from the start and limit their ability to ever, you know, like kind of like maintain strong control? Like you could you could immediately see that like lessening the power of a central government. Yeah. And but also look at like the fall of, of Russia where they let go a lot of their like KGB assets. Yeah. So from behind the Iron Curtain, you were just dumping essentially a whole wave of like hitmen for hire or terrorists for hire 
And I know like Gina Carano's character is like some kind of like former like rebel shock trooper. I think so. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if we're going to get some of that where she's just like, I used to have a side and now I like, I work for literally anybody who will pay me because the fuck else am I going to do? Everything else is shit. Well, it seems like it could be a real snowball effect where the rebellion wins, but then they demilitarize so quickly. They cause like a recession essentially, mm-hmm. which makes it harder for them. Like, with they're forming the new government, it's now harder to get like buy-in from all your your various. You well, know, what's sectors. your answer to feed all these people? Yeah, you know, which which makes a, a weak central government, which probably leads to like Leia losing her mind and like working too hard, not being there for Baby Ben Solo, so yeah. he can be cor- corrupted by Snoke from afar. You know, well, like you knew Han was going to be a loving dad, but was he going to have like the structure? To like really like raise the kid, right? Well, if, I don't know. Especially if your parents are going nuts trying to hold this like fledgling government yeah. together because like like you've completely hit this massive speed bump right when you're starting it. Yeah. Which would then then you'd start to have people who are like, maybe it wasn't so bad under the empire, at least you know, like the economy was decent. But why also if you have set up, you have all these things in place, why would you move the seat of government to Hosnian Prime? I think it it rotated. Did it rotate? Yeah. Okay. Because I was at Chandrilla for a while. I know. I was like, because like, to me, the only thing the answer is like special interests. Somebody did something right, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you move over here?" Well, it seems like the new republic government was way weaker than the old republic government. But also, Jesus, shocking, (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Is that even possible? But like, um, Coruscant at least had all the infrastructure for you know hundreds of years, if not thousands, to be the the center of the galaxy even though it's coruscant you have the head you have the head of the fucking uh, republic there and they can't handle their massive underworld issues mm-hmm. or they're just all looking the other way i think that just as the one institutional decay you know as the one canceled video game told us there's a whole level that was just underworld <laughs> Wonderful see Coruscant in episode nine. I can't believe they weren't just like, you know, pre pre Phantom Menace, like, hey, everything's great. Why don't we just send the Jedi down to like level sixteen, sixteen or whatever? And just have them fucking clean house. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like you can't just go clean house, you know? It's like the, the right. if you, it's if like you the create drug a whole, cartels. You if can't you just, create a hole, yeah. something will fill it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not a new problem. Like Perhaps somebody would have noticed that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would be interested if the Mandalorian explored a little more into kind of that that kind that kind of state of the galaxy stuff that like I, you don't really have time for in a Star Wars movie. You I, know, I doubt it because I feel like even though there's a new age of like uh, uh, prequel lovers and apologists mm-hmm. out there, I think the last thing coming out of the prequels that anyone wants is like meetings or history I lessons. Just want, I just want Paul Krugman to Star Wars. Honestly, that's what I want. That would be. I just want to hear all about the economics. But but I need that to be in the voice of Werner Herzog. <laughs> when you have a complicated societal system. <laughs> uh, Did you ever play uh, Super Star Wars on Super Nintendo? No, no. Oh, because the uh, the climbing up the Jawa thing was just like directly out of that video game. Even that sequence, though, I would say, while better than anything in episode one, I kept thinking, like, I know what's happening here. This could be a lot more visually interesting. I thought it was fine. Because um, it's a great classic idea of them just throwing every fucking thing they can. And, like, to the point where, like, they're cutting off their own gun just because he's got his grappling hook around it. Um, he kills, like, five Jawas in that sequence, I counted. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect the... Uh, the denouement of getting the egg. Yeah. I Yeah, that... that. Also, Jawas, you filthy little shit pigs. Like, you're just dipping your hands in that yolk, and it's like getting all over your, your whatever. God, that's disgusting. Oh, God. Like, where's the part of Nick Nolte just, like, hosing down the Mandalorian, too? Because he's got, like, mud in places. And he, he's got to take the helmet off, like, to eat, like, by himself, right? Or show is, it, me, is it some sort of, like, I don't do it in public thing? Show me his big special metal straw by which he consumes all food. He's got to take or some part like of the armor like, off the poop, There were, right? like, little baby, like, like toddler Mandalorians running around in that one scene, weren't there? Were there? Did they have little I, helmets? I, I think there might have been little kids with helmets, yeah. 
It's stupid. I mean, but. does he just have like out of control hair and like sores on his face from wearing that thing? This is like disgusting breath. Just Maybe like he's like a baldo fog up the thing. How did the baldo Ren thing start? I don't know. I think there's a concept art of a bald Kylo, bald Kylo Ren in one of the like Force Awakens like art books or something like that. I think some people have faces where their hair really tempers their looks. I'd say Adam Driver. Kylo Ren needs the hair. Yeah, yeah, that's not a you're no. That's a that's a rough look. No hair. That nose is just going to claim. He his wears face. canonically. He wears the hair long because he's embarrassed about his ears. So, which uh, new comfort guard is showing that off? Mm-hmm. He's got this big old ears. Yeah, I keep looking over this fucking shirtless picture. <laughs> so like as if I'm like confirming. So yeah, you've been joined by uh, us and. Uh, shirtless adam driver for this episode there were he did give an interesting interview recently i think it was like something to do with marriage story where like it sounds like he really wants to talk about stars but like he's like basically like i can't say anything yeah like everything about my character is a secret so you're just gonna have to wait i bet it'd be fascinating to hear him talk about it mm-hmm. i mean he seems like a thoughtful smart guy i'll give him that I think for me, a lot of... I think he's like smart enough. He's one of those dudes who's just like not online ever. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I could live that way. Well, the thing is, and he's got a sense of humor. um, But I think some actors... When did I first think about this? There was an article with with, about Clive Owen Mm -hmm. years and years ago before Clive Owen was big. Talking about like the things that Clive Owen does in his roles, which makes you think Clive Owen's the kind of guy that does this. That's how well he effectively fills these roles. And I remember thinking when I thought of Adam Driver, I thought of girls. And I thought, no, nah, I don't like this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. Um, I really hope that Daisy really though, can start getting some very interesting roles. Because he's setting himself up for a nice, you know, during and post-Star Wars career. I mean, he's already, like, the directors he's already worked with is, like, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. done a couple of Noah Baumbach movies at this point. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's setting himself up for a very interesting career. The report looks interesting. Bad um, title. Yeah, well, the report. Come on, you can do better than that. Whatever. Um, whereas she did like the Tom Holland movie that may never see the light. Chaos so Walking. There's, there's got to be like a trailer for that before the Rise of Skywalker, right? That would be. Otherwise, funny. like, what are you doing? You know, that would be funny. I'll. Be, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb and predict that that's gonna happen. I don't. I think you're looking at another three years before that movie comes out. No way. They did reshoots like this last year. I think it's right? been four years since they filmed it. <laughs> not that, not quite that long. How long has it been since they filmed this movie? It's it's probably like a year late. I think. And I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like an actual release date now, because I know they they did more filming on it in this past year. And they're they're so far away from like the title of the book they're adapting. Chaos Walking. Like it's the book is called The Knife of Never Letting Go. Oh, really? <laughs> or something okay. like that. It's some sort of like reverse Why the Last Man or something. A little bit, yeah. Like she's the only girl or something yeah. like that, yeah. Well, like the guys I think might be psychic or something. There's like a psychic plague or something like that. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah. She's got like a weird blonde wig on it. Well, and, and I know that they mentioned at one point some of the reshoots are hard because Tom Holland's visibly older. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Lyra. And, uh, <laughs> kind of like Daphne Keene, yeah. Okay, I think we've talked about Mandalorian. I mean, it's fine. I, I'm more annoyed with the discourse about the show than the show itself. Um, I don't know. One of the one of the guest stars is his character's name is Meundies. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Are you sure it's not just like an ad that you're reading? I'm literally looking at Wikipedia. Huh. Bill Burr as Meundies. I hope that's not Bill, Bill Barr. Bill Burr. Hmm. Yeah, Bill Barr. As me and these. He's really setting himself it. up for when he gets fired from that uh-huh. cabinet. Natalie Tina's got a role. I really hated Horatio Sands. Why don't you tell me that was Horatio Sands? Oh, we're talking about the Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay. There's a character named Me Undies in the yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah. That can't be real. Is it was that like Wikipedia? Yeah. That can't be real. Yeah, that I that whole first sequence we didn't really talk about in the first episode. I was like aggressively not feeling it. Like pretty much until they went. I like I, I was like okay the Warner Herzog stuff is okay and then like when they finally went on the mission like all the other stuff in that first episode with like the the talkative alien like doesn't it feel like people have been doing riffs on uh, Clem from Buffy for like twenty years yeah, now yeah it's like they, they they did that joke once twenty years ago little and, bit Clem 
little bit the chaos demon that uh oh, i mean we has been ripping him himself off with that yeah. for years too but yeah it's like this is just 20 years of the same joke of like weird looking guy who's aggressively like personal hey i'm a know? normal dude yeah. yeah and then the same thing with like brian Posehn. mark boone jr's got a role mark boone jr's a guy like don't make him alien he already looks like he's in the background of some cantina it was also pretty rough that like the first character is like speaking their like nonsense fake language uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. with subtitles yeah I thought the, that was like the most like boring, like formulaic bar scene ever. Yeah. It's like, oh, guy walks in, the locals harass him. He beats them up. We've never seen that, that before. That door is prone to causing injuries. I get that. There's, they didn't even show it. I was like, come on, gritty adult Mandalorian. You can't even show dude getting cut in half. I didn't expect to get too in depth. It's still Disney Plus. But like, I know there's no like OSHA. Or like you're not gonna like sue somebody or whatever, but I was look like, at, look at the chasms they build into their like bases. They're just there's no handrails anywhere. But I was like, oh, not even the Empire. No, you know. But I was like, okay, obviously he's purposely trying to cut the student in half. But like, this is not the first limb that was lost in that fucking door. Like you walk through that door and your buddy calls back to you, and you're like, huh? And then snap. What did you think the whole purpose was of? The Horatio Sands guy, like walking around, he like looks at the guns and then just keeps walking on. I don't know. It was like this, like vague, like I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to set up that the Mandalorian could be. You don't know this guy. He could be fearful. You should be a little scared of him, even though you're attracted to him. And it's like I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe. I want him to push Horatio Sands out of an airlock. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not even worth the carbonite, bitch. <laughs> I'll freeze you in the wilds of space. Uh, they gotta let him take his fucking helmet off soon. Oh, I hope they take the, it the off. People demand it. I hope he takes it off, and I hope Ning Nan Wen is the assassin sent to like hunt him down. It's just like, oh god, your breath. You even brush your teeth inside that thing. Tough stuff for Pascal, Pedro Pascal there. Oh, I that's Pedro Pascal. It's just like how ugly can we make him look? <laughs> Which is funny because I was thinking back. Do you think well, he's gonna be like scarred or something? I don't or, know. Yeah. I don't when we, I maybe it's just like the back of the head thing, you know, like like profile or a silhouette. Oh, they do like a Vader, in, like a Vader uh, thing, yeah. Empire, yeah. But I was thinking about when we saw the Red Viper like chilling in uh, King's Landing half the time. He's wearing like Snoke's robes, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, Dorn robes. <laughs> All right, no more Mandalorian. All right, we'll so talk about it. I'm sure it's okay. I don't Every, know. How... Everybody settle down. This isn't the greatest Star Wars thing ever. I don't know that this is gonna be like. Uh, this isn't going to be like a weekly thing where we talk about Mandalorian. Oh, no, no. We'll have maybe one more episode before Rise of Skywalker. Maybe. I really want like the the international trailer or like, you know, like a, a minute long, like special look on a before a football game. Like, I feel like they, they need to jump back into hyperdrive with uh, yeah. the Rise of Skywalker marketing right now. I mean, but I could see one more episode where we just gush about how excited we are. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe we'll talk about the Mandalorian up to that point. And then, and then that that episode after Rise of Skywalker comes out, we're just like, oh my god, it sucked! I can't believe it. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's us. We're we're that podcast. I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. I suppose it's like one percent possibility. I don't know. I mean, I, what, what would you like really piss you off in the Rise of Skywalker? If a certain character fell down a hole, never to be seen again. <laughs> um, some. I mean. I don't remember how much we talked about the leaks. I don't want to get like go into leaks too much because I think they're all probably only partially accurate. Some of the which stuff is almost in the leaks. Worse. Some of the stuff in the leaks. I know that like part of that it could be based on a kernel of truth. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff in the leaks didn't make sense to me, and so I'd be frustrated if that was where It'd be we frustrating went. if like it actually didn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. Or I don't. I don't want to be haggling over like a from a certain point of view about what kylo said about her parents in one movie and then what's the truth and yeah. who's her grandparent in the other you, movie i think you don't want it to whatever the movie is you don't want it to suddenly like reignite the like jj versus ryan johnson thing right you right, know right yeah especially since we just got the the quote where last jedi gave uh jj like a, a boldness to do some things that he hadn't planned to do also, we haven't talked at all about again. We talked about at the dinner, the, uh, the subtle shade of JJ's dinner of George Lucas. <laughs> he sure loves his man midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, I really hope this episode is called "He Sure Loves His Midichlorians." 
I guess I can change it. I was gonna do bounty hunting as a complicated bounty hunting is a complicated profession, but I can change it. Yeah. All right. Sure, well, we'll be back. I don't know. Fingers crossed, like within two weeks, because it's like a month away, basically. Maybe in two weeks, we've got like a cool new TV spot or something like that. If not, I, I could see something like right before, you know, a couple days before the movie comes out, and yeah. it'll just be us gushing and theorizing and being like, I don't know, but I'm excited. Can't believe they killed off Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird when the Mandalorian took off his helmet and put on like a Hannibal Lecter style mask of just Baby Yoda's face. <laughs> And he said, he said, I'm baby. <laughs> Ooh, woo. Yeah. I was like, that was a weird ending to season one. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Yeah. May the force be with you. Always. Always.